Hi everyone and welcome back to the Undiluted Word podcast. I am Dara Dara, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here listening to me on this podcast and it means a lot for all the support that I've received so far. I do hope that this journey you'll find it educating, encouraging and enlightening. So with that being said, let's get straight into the very first episode. Okay, so... Over the past few months and weeks, there's been quite a lot going on in the world. And that is even to put it quite lightly, because there's been a whole lot going on. Um, I glanced at a few headlines and one struck me. It said, how to stop your glasses steaming up with a mask on. And even over the past few weeks, we've had to get accustomed to new ways of living, social distancing, Zoom. My goodness, I have been on so many Zoom calls Every week I have at least two Zoom meetings or like Zoom virtual hangouts. Um, what else have I done? I even had a Zoom birthday party. Like I I never expected it. I never thought in a million years I'd be having a virtual birthday celebration. But this is the life that we're living right now and that's the reality of 2020. Back in January when we were all really excited about this new decade, 2020, oh my gosh, I'm seeing things with my 2020 vision, these are my goals, this is what this is what I'm gonna achieve. <laughs> we never expected any of this to happen, like, well, I didn't. And I'm sure none of you expected us to be in the position that we're in right now. Um, with a lot of our plans put on hold or not really sure whether or not we'd be able to achieve them anymore. And to be honest, everything's just looking a bit... So I've heard a lot of people saying, yeah, this year's cancelled, like, I can't do this, no, like, reload it, we'll start again. But I still feel like we've got five more months of the year to go and surely we can't just cancel the year and just lock it off. And I think there's even rumours that there's going to be a second wave and that puts fears into people's hearts because it's like we literally just narrowly escaped this first um, season of coronavirus and so many other things going on in the world, not even just coronavirus. There's obviously a lot to do with um, the Black Lives Matter movement and the injustice that you see around the world and that literally just tragedy after tragedy. And so we're just like another second wave really on top of all of this like please now it's too much just slow down a bit because there's just a lot of madness going on but despite all the madness one thing that I know for certain is that you're listening to me right now and that means you're alive and that is one thing to be so thankful and grateful for because so many people started a year with their dreams and their hopes and their plans for the year but they're not here right now all listening to me right now and I once heard a quote that one of my friends said and it literally says where there's life there's hope and so because you're alive right now and breathing there is hope and because there is hope we can't just cancel the rest of the year there's hope that things will get better and so I ask a question like where is my hope where does my hope lie what what or who do I place my hope in and just hold that thought for a moment I'm gonna take you into the word to just look at a bible story that I really identify with and gives me hope a lot of the times when I'm feeling like what's going on I can't really um move forward or I can't really understand what is going on and I need some sort of reassurance or comfort this bible character I know is a lot of other people's favorite bible characters his name is Joseph and you can find his story in Genesis um 
I'm just gonna give it a quick recap. I'm trying not to talk too much about it, but I'll say as much as I can so you can understand exactly who and what his life kind of entailed. So Joseph is a young man at the age of 17. He gets sold into slavery by his brothers because of jealousy. They don't like him and they can see that his father loves, their father loves him the most. So as a result, they decide to sell him into slavery, like mad. <laughs> After that, he is now serving in Potiphar's house, sort of the head um, house manager, something like that. And whilst he's there, the master's um, wife, she kind of sees him, loves him, sees this is a young, handsome man. I'm trying to get some of that. And um, so she tries to get with him, but because Joseph knows who he is and um, who he belongs to, which is God, he's like, I can't do this because that's not right. And so whilst he's trying to run away from her, she um, obviously she's quite disappointed with herself now because she didn't get what she wanted. She turns the table around now and complains to her husband, Potiphar, saying, this person that you've brought into our house, look what he tried to do with me. He's tried to sleep with me, this, that, and the other. So as a result, unfortunately, Joseph gets thrown into prison. In prison, he has to stay there for quite a few years, but he meets some other people whilst he's there. And um, Joseph is a very special individual because at this time, he's able to actually interpret dreams. God gives him this ability to be able to interpret dreams and so there are two men there that um, they need their dreams to be interpreted. He eventually interprets their dreams for them. One of them unfortunately dies. That was the outcome of his dream. The other one was able to get his job back as the cupbearer at the palace. So Joseph is like, remember me when you get out. But this guy forgot. Like, someone helps you in prison and you now forget him. You're just living your life now because you're free, but you've forgotten that this person helped you and has told you to put in put in a good word for um for him. So I think about now, let's say Joseph is like 30 years old, and suddenly this um Pharaoh needs someone to interpret his dream, and this is the king of Egypt. He needs someone to interpret his dream. And so suddenly the cupbearer remembers, oh my gosh, yes, there's Joseph. I met him in prison. He can help you um, interpret your dream. And so Joseph interprets this dream, which is about famine. And he's able to give um, Pharaoh a um, sort of strategy and plan for them to actually be able to survive the coming years of famine. And as a result of that, Pharaoh appoints Joseph as the prime minister. So let's get this straight. Recap of the story. Joseph started off in a pit. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. Then he ended up in Potiphar's house where the um, the wife of Potiphar accused him of trying to sleep with her. And then he ends up in prison, stays there for quite a few years and now comes out, interprets the dream for um, Pharaoh and is now promoted to being prime minister. Like who would have thought? not me um okay so he's prime minister the famine comes and people obviously from different regions are coming like they need help in terms of having provisions to help them survive and to help their family survive as well you never guess who came joseph's brothers the ones that put, sold him into slavery they come and after a few chicory of Joseph maybe not trying to um, trying to conceal his identity 
and um, not really letting them know who he was at first. And he wanted to know if his father was alive and things like that. Eventually, the brothers realise that this is Joseph. He tells them and um, Joseph says something in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. He says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Like, wow, I'm going to repeat that. But as for you, you meant evil against me. That's his brother's. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Wow. I wish I could be like Joseph in that moment because if my siblings, I've got a brother and a sister, if they try to sell me into some type of slavery, I don't even know what that, like, I don't even know like a modern form of that. I don't know what I would be in a modern way. But if they did some type of evil against me like that and they try to come for help next time I'm gonna be I will be looking at them giving them a bit of side eye like you like who do you think you are coming back here like mm -mm. but Joseph just has this positive outlook about it saying you meant evil for me but look God meant it for my good and I can see the benefit as to why I had to go through what I went through and now I'm able to save all these people during the famine so this text in Genesis 50 verse 20 shows what God can do with something that is meant to harm you. He can not only protect you in it, but he can also promote you because of it. The exact thing Joseph's brothers had meant to cause him harm was the exact thing God used to promote him to his destiny. To me, Joseph went through a series of unfortunate events. And likewise, we have also gone through a series of unfortunate events. From the start of 2020, when we thought, yep, this is going to be our year like new decade, this is going to be it. We have gone through a series of unfortunate events just as individuals and as a whole community, things that we would never expect to have happened like in a million years, like outside is closed. What do you mean? Like I would never have thought that I would want to go to a restaurant and I would not be able to go. And the foodie inside of me was screaming throughout because it's like, I want to go outside, but I can't because coronavirus and all of this leaves us quite depleted and I can understand as to why there's a lack of hope because it's like, this is just weird, like, is it ever going to end? And day after day, there was just like news about all the different cases and how many people were dying. And then if it's not coronavirus, it's about one type of police brutality or this person has died. It's just one after the other, one after the other. Like, can we get a break? But in that text, I just told you, there's a key phrase. And that is the title of this episode. Wait for the but. I say that text again. But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. Listen to that, guys. Wait for the but. So what is but? I did a quick dictionary search and it says, but is a conjunction It is used to introduce a phrase or a clause contrasting with what has already been mentioned. And so I've already told you all that happened before in Joseph's story. And now you get to a stage where he says, but God meant it for good. That word, but, really just contrasts everything that has already happened in the past. And it says, God meant it for good. So I want to encourage all of you right now to wait for the but that changes your circumstances around. 
I just really love that word, but, because when you see a but, it just means that there's going to be a U-turn from what is already happening. And that U-turn will take you to better things than you have expected. It will be a change from what is already happening. It will be a change from the status quo and what you see around you right now. So let me give you another example. You have a pregnant lady. She obviously has to carry her baby for about nine months. And at the beginning of the first trimester, she may have some signs and symptoms and inconveniences that she's not really feeling. For example, morning sickness, tiredness, swelling, leg pain, back pain, in varying degrees. And so all through this, she still carries her baby throughout the nine months. And then you even get to time for delivery now and she has to push and there's loads of birth pain involved as well. But all through this whirlwind of a journey, the mother doesn't choose to abort the child because she knows that there's hope. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and she's going to be able to carry her baby in her hands after those nine months, no matter how easy or maybe difficult they may have been. But there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. She's not going to abort and give up because of birth pains. She endures right to the end. And so, so far in 2020, it feels as though we've been in a tunnel filled with a lot of tragedy after tragedy, breaking news after breaking news. And you're wondering whether or not there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it can be quite difficult to be optimistic, but I like to be optimistic and I like to know that there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel. But you have to trust the process in the same way Joseph didn't maybe decide that he wanted to just end things and maybe kill himself because things got very unbearable for him. And a lot of the things that happened to him, he didn't want it to happen to him. Like, who would want those things? He could have got away with maybe sleeping with Potiphar's wife if he really wanted to, but he decided to still just go through all that he went through and stay true to who he was. And at the end of it, he was able to still thank God and still know that all those things that happened to him was for his good. And so I want to encourage you all again to trust the process that you will come out of this season as a better person for the society, for people around you, and just as a better individual for yourself. Um, I urge you to wait patiently for the but that changes the situation for the better. Are you going to be like Joseph, who was able to say, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good? Or shall I say, Corona, you meant evil against me and my plans for the year, but God meant it for my good. You may have destroyed my plans, but God meant it for my good and he is going to turn it around for the better. I am going to wait for the but. I know a lot of people have said things like, I was meant to do this, but coronavirus. I was meant to travel here, but coronavirus. I would have done this, but coronavirus. I want us to wait for the but that has a positive ending, not just reiterating the fact that coronavirus is here or it has messed up the year or other things that we didn't expect has messed up our year. I would like us to know that we should wait for that but that positively changes our situation. So... I did a poll on Instagram about hope and I asked what do you think hope is or what is hope to you and I got a wide range of responses but one that struck me the most was my cousin and he said um 
he said something like, what gives me hope is that that one day Dara would send me some of the tweets that she always taunts me with on Instagram. And for those of you who don't know, I bake a lot. And so during this quarantine lockdown season, I've been baking a lot more than I usually would. And so he was like, he has hope that one day I will send him the, um, the treats. But that's an example of misplaced hope. I'm a human and I can disappoint. As much as maybe I would like to make him some nice treats, I can disappoint him and maybe not necessarily give it to him and so that's a wrong place in which you can place your hope. Because humans, they can disappoint. I know that for a fact because I've experienced that. And I'm sure you maybe have also experienced times when humans disappoint you. And even, like, think about the fact that um, we placed a lot of our security and our confidence um, in things like our jobs or going to uni. Um, I don't know, all these plans that we've sort of made for ourselves it made us so comfortable and in an instance coronavirus came and said no ah I'm gonna just take this all away from you and once coronavirus stripped that all away from you it's like oh my gosh what now like I don't have a job like where am I gonna get money from I don't have this what's gonna happen to me like you then start to think of all these things that once made you secure and comfortable but now they're all gone and that's an example again of how we can sometimes misplace what gives us confidence and hope because these things can instantly can be gone in an instant and we'll be disappointed but I want to let you know that there is someone that you can place your hope in and he will not disappoint back again to the story in Joseph he says it right there but God meant it for good the focus of his hope is something that can't be stripped away from him And the focus of my hope as well is something and someone that can't be stripped away from me. And that's the amazing thing about God. He's the same yesterday, today and even tomorrow. Meaning, even though things around me are constantly changing and quite a whirlwind type of experience, I know that he's going to be the same way he was in the past present and in the future and that gives me hope because if he's been good in the past I know he'll continue being good if he's been faithful in the past I know he's going to continue to be faithful and if he's come through for me in ways I never expected which he has he will always come through in ways that I never expected again in the future and so that is why I place my hope in God because placing my hope in him is like placing an anchor on a rock a very solid rock that can't be moved And that is, I think, the best place that you can possibly place your hope. And so, other people, even when they talked about what gave them hope, they reiterated points like Bible text and Bible promises. Um, A new day gives people hope. Um, People thriving after tragedy and devastation gives hope. Knowing that there has to be more than what is currently happening gives other people hope. Past successes gives people hope. And you know what? Knowing that you are created with great potential and ability to achieve something. Someone also pointed out that Jesus's death on the cross gives them hope because they are offered an eternity with him. And that is such a beautiful point. I want us to change that narrative that the year 2020 is cancelled and that 2020 is beyond repair because it is not. Let us place our hope in God. And remember to wait for the bots that changes our situation for the better. We are alive. And as I said before, that is one thing 
that gives hope because many people have lost their life. Where there is life, there is hope. It means that God is able to change the end of your story. God is able to change the end of 2020 and make it a sweet story. Like, it's going to be the biggest turnaround. And so I just want you to wait for that. But we don't know how long that will take because for Joseph, that was many, many years. And we might still go through many more disappointments. But I want you to know that God will come through for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So in conclusion, the undiluted word for this episode is that in a world filled with uncertainty, God remains constant. And that is what gives me hope and should give you hope as well. The word of God over my life and over your life outweighs the plots the enemy has against you. God had a plan before the enemy had a plot. Remember that and trust the process. None of this happens as a surprise to God and he knew that this would be how 2020 will be. We just couldn't see it with our vision. Maybe we we should have gone spec savers, maybe. And maybe maybe we would have been able to see a bit better. But none of us could have predicted that this was going to happen. But I urge you to trust the process. Wait for the but that changes the situation around. And in the meantime, be patient and trust that process. Those of you who are listening that may not be Christian, I just want you to take a chance with God and really just see how he could change your life around if you just decided to place your hope in him and trust him to come through for you in ways that you could never come through for yourself or in your own might. My prayer for all of us is that we'll be able to really trust the process and believe that God will come through for us even though we've been through a lot and could possibly maybe go through a lot more. I pray that he'll be able to just sustain us and continue to give us reasons to actually trust him and give us reasons for us to know that he is still in control. He has always been in control. He never lost the grip on the wheel of 2020. So yeah, and that is the end of our very first episode. I hope you've been blessed by this. And um, I did actually write a blog post similar to this called Spoiler Alert. And so feel free to have a read of that if you want to on www.theondilutedword.com. And that's all for me for today. Catch me again in about two weeks time. Follow me on Instagram, which is theondilutedword underscore so that we can interact and keep in touch. So till you hear from me again, stay safe and stay blessed. Bye bye.